comedyschoolsradionetwork.com. I look a little fuzzy today. I look a little fuzzy here. I don't know if it's the, um, is it the camera? Does the camera need cleaning? Does the screen need cleaning? Is it just the light? I don't know. You know what? Uh, at my age, it doesn't hurt to look a little fuzzy. Uh, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, moms and dads, children of all persuasions. You are watching Living on a Thin Line with a Tony Visick. I am Tony Visick. We come to you every day at 2 p.m. Arizona time. I've spent a lot of energy trying to explain to people exactly how you figure out what time we are uh, on the air, and I'm not going to do that today. But we come to you every day, 2 p.m. Arizona time. Uh, we are we are your alternative to all the anger, anxiety, weirdness, and hoopla going on in the world today. The show is uh, brought to you on three platforms, ComedySchoolsRadioNetwork.com, YouTube Comedy Schools, and Facebook Live, my personal page, Tony Visick, V-I-C-I-C-H. Uh, tell your friends, tell your neighbors, tell your pals to become my pal, and they'll be able to get noticed, uh, notifications, they'll get noticed too, and they'll get notifications as to when uh, the show is, uh, is airing, and be able to watch it uh, in real time or download later. Um, it is uh, Thursday, Thursday, April 27th, is that right, is it the 27th? Yeah, yeah, we're marching into September. Uh, we're marching through the pandemic. We're marching through these pandemic times. Uh, it does look like the NBA will continue to uh, have a season. And I'll be honest with you, I, uh, I'm happy they are because I like to watch it. Okay, but I would have fully supported it if they had voted not to. The uh, story I read was that every team voted to continue except for the Los Angeles Lakers and Los Angeles Clippers. Uh Obviously, the uh, team captains, uh, the heads of the team, the titular heads of the teams, not necessarily the coaches, LeBron James and Kawhi Leonard uh, thought otherwise. Uh, I'm glad they're playing. I think that uh, uh, they're showing the world something. They would, be, they would be showing the world something by not playing. And they'd be showing the world something by playing. I was um, heartened. I was happy. I was pleased. I was satisfied to see that uh, Major League Baseball, that a lot of the players were beginning to um, – uh, uh, postpone or boycott as well. Their season will continue also. And the same thing with uh, the National Football League and the WNBA. Uh, I was particularly happy to see it with baseball because there is a weird undercurrent right now in sports. And you may or may not know what I'm talking about. Um, basketball, I think 80% of the players are African-American in basketball. And in baseball, there are... Uh, not a lot of African-American uh, ball players. Why that is, uh, there's been a lot of uh, discussion about that, but it's just not the game that uh, seemingly, and I could be wrong, but this is something I read, seemingly it's just not the game uh, that uh, young, uh, young African-American kids are attracted to in the same way they are uh, other sports. So uh, a sport that's more white-dominated joined in with its African-American uh, brothers and sisters in the uh, basketball uh, world, and we're engaging in this uh, boycott and delay as well. You know, you got to do something. You got to do something. I volunteered for a bunch of things that I don't have time to volunteer for. I truly have, uh, because you got to do something. So uh, it's Shirley and I were talking. Uh, we talked last election. We talked this election. Uh, watching Rachel Maddow and making Facebook posts just ain't going to be enough. And by the way, if you're on the other side, 
You know, same thing. You know, watching uh, Sean Hannity and making Facebook posts ain't going to be enough. All right. There is the great middle, and that's who we have to convince. Uh, anyway, um, anyway, basketball will continue on. I'm happy about that. It gives me something to uh, look at besides old movies and the news on uh, television. Although I will tell you, I'm not really watching old movies late at night right now. We are watching the 2019 release of uh, Lorena Le- Del Sur with uh, Kate D. Castillo. And, and it's pretty darn good. It lags in spots. You know, it lags in spots because I'm going, all right, is this an action or is this suspense or is this drama? And they're trying to be all of those at once. So sometimes there's little lags here and there. But there are 60 episodes. We're about six into it. If you like good television, okay, and if you want to open your mind a little bit because it opens my mind because I'm looking at a point of view that is not... Uh, that is not U.S. centric per se. I don't know what that means, U.S. centric per se. People always say per se, and no one knows what the fuck it means. <laughs> one of you will look it up and I'll go, here's what it means. Uh, it gives you a little different point of view uh, of the world. And uh, it's an uh, international show. It's filmed in the United States, it's filmed in Mexico, it's filmed in Spain, it's filmed in Italy, and it's filmed in uh, Russia. So, uh, interesting show. Uh, Kate D, uh, D. Castillo, the star of Lorena del Sur. And there's two, there's three Lorena del Sur's, actually. Not really. There's a 2011 soap opera with Kate D. Castillo. Then there's a 2019 television drama with Kate. And then over uh, on another network, there is Queen of the South, where, um, what's the young lady's name who plays um, Teresa Mendoza on that? She's uh, related to uh, Sonia Braga. Uh, uh, there's several seasons of that. So um, it's kind of interesting because all of the shows are based on a real life. Or a real life woman was kind of the launching pad. A woman who was involved with the uh, Colombian cartels. And uh, that character was also in Narcos. So uh, one character, one person, one outlaw has inspired uh, not only many novels, many television shows. Uh, but watch it. You get a kick out of it. You know, and once you, uh, people go, I don't like to watch subtitles, but uh, you get away from that real quick. You get away from that real quick. And I pick it up a little Spanish along the way, which was the original intended purpose. All right, so I've recommended Lorena Del Sur. I've already made a recommendation. Uh, I've already told you that I'm pleased that uh, the NBA is back. I'm pleased that the uh, Major League Baseball, a lot of the players were going to participate in the boycott, as were uh, NFL players and WNBA players. I'm glad that they all stood up and made sure their voices were heard. And I think we're all pleased that they are continuing on uh, if they can. Uh, God help us that some other insanity happens that forces their hand and they have no choice. It's time we all calm down a little bit out there. I was worried, and I think a lot of you were worried for a long time. Uh, it's not that we are opposed to the Second Amendment. We are opposed to this Gun pornography that went on in, has gone on in our country. This selling of a massive amount of weapons that are designed for one purpose and one purpose alone. And that is to uh, kill another human being. Flooding our cities, neighborhoods, streets, and towns. Uh, we've seen it in uh, challenged neighborhoods or neighborhoods where drug dealers have taken over to constant violence there. And then the real fear was that there would begin to begin vigilante justice where uh, foolish men with uh, foolish intentions would engage in uh, things that led to terrible consequences. And we saw that in Kenosha. We saw that in Kenosha. 
So, uh, tough stuff, tough stuff all the way around. You stay safe, you stay sane, you stay reasonable. You know what? A little sense of humor goes a long way in a time like this. Something helped for my sense of humor, and we're going to show them to you right now because we do have, ladies and gentlemen, the entire collection. We do have, and you know what? It is a collection of, but I am not a collector of. This is a collection, but I am not a collector of. I am a rescuer. And here we have, ladies and gentlemen, three of the greatest comedic figures of the 20th century. Mo! And, you know, the YouTube people will still be able to see their heads. Larry! And, wait for it, wait for it. None of the Curly! Curly! Mo, Larry, and Curly, we do have... Uh, we don't have that with any other of the bobbleheads that we've rescued where we've got like an entire basketball team, an entire baseball team. But we do have an entire comedy trio. By the way, these two guys were brothers. Mo and Curly. Mo and Curly. They were brothers. And Shemp was their brothers too. Was their brother too. You know what? If there was a Shemp bobblehead, I might get it. I might get it. I wouldn't set a Shemp bobblehead right. Like I'll set all three of these in a row. If you're on YouTube, you can see that. You know what? I'm going to try to do it for Facebook and yet it's not going to work. It's not going to work. I can't, can't get it right there where I wanted to uh no nah, it's not gonna work never mind um I showed him to you though you saw him you had you had the um you had the uh, great benefit of being able to see all three Mo uh, you know what I'll show him to you okay Mo Larry and nyah, 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 Curly okay three uh you know you know why kids love them so much you know why kids love the Three Stooges so much? Because they were grown men that acted like children. You want to know the secret to a good entertainer? A good entertainer is a grown person who's acting childlike. Okay? Actors are playing. When we were little kids, we used to play uh, cowboys and uh, Native Americans. <laughs> or we played army. Or we played uh, a lot of different things where we dressed up in, in different outfits and acted like we were someone else. And then somewhere along the way, we stopped doing it. Okay, and that's what actors do. They still play like they're someone else. So we're seeing uh, grown people who are keeping the child in them alive, and that allows the child in us to be sparked up a little bit as well. And it's important to keep the child in you alive. Although I will say this. The one thing that's always kind of cracked me up uh, as far as uh, grown people dressing up is when I see these Civil War reenactments, you know, where people dress up like Union soldiers. And generally, they're really driven uh, you see them a lot, mostly in, uh, 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 <laughs> I'm going to have I should stick them into my hat. Yeah, but it would hurt my neck. Uh, yeah, Nance, that's right. Love, uh, love some old bobblehead. We got it. Uh, Curly was the best. Yuck, 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 yuck. Civil War reenactments where you see, um, uh, you see grown men dress up like, uh, Civil War soldiers. It's mainly a Southern driven kind of concept and it's pretty elaborate. You know, and they act out civil war battles. Doug Stark says no Shemp. No, man, we talked about that uh, yesterday, Doug, about how Shemp was a pretender to the throne. When you think Three Stooges, you don't think Shemp. You remember that? And I told the great Bobby Slayton joke uh, yesterday about, ah, this one's got Shemp. I'm not going to tell it again. Uh, I'll tell it to you later. Give me a call. Uh, one on each shoulder and one on a hat. That's what Kevin Brown's saying. One on a, two on a shoulder, one on a hat. Bobbleheads, two on a shoulder, one on a hat. Uh, I don't know where I'm going to go with this whole bobblehead thing right now. I've got so many of them here now. Uh, I've got actors, baseball players, basketball, a lot of baseball players. I got to be honest with you. The main thing with bobbleheads seems to, uh, uh, Doug Stark said, did you ever play the doo-doo game as a child? 
No, I don't think I did play the doo-doo game as a child. I played the sniff glue claim, uh, game as a child, but not the doo-doo game as a child. I want to get back to the Civil War reenactment thing for a minute. People go, they're just honoring he the heritage, okay? You don't see a lot of World War II reenactments, though. You don't see a bunch of people, you know, flying over to France every year in June, and a bunch of guys dressed like Germans. A bunch of guys go, all right, now what we'll do is we're going to open up the, uh, a bunch of pontoon boats and people jumping out and almost drowning. You don't see any of that. You don't see any of that, you know? <laughs> you don't see, you see a lot of Civil War reenactments. You don't see a lot of Civil Rights reenactments. You don't see a lot of people showing up every year in Selma, Alabama. They're all right, you know, in, with like poodles instead of like Rottweilers. And people dressed up like, you know, Southern redneck cops with uh, putting on like putting pillows in their stomachs so they got big bellies and a bunch of other people marching across. All right, and at one o'clock, we'll release the dogs. Remember, there's going to be a barbecue later on tonight. We're gonna have a we're gonna have a jug band and also a, a Temptations tribute band. You don't see that. You don't see civil rights reenactment. You see a bunch of people acting like they're beating the shit out of each other on the Edmund Pettus Bridge. <laughs> Somehow they like to do that civil civil war reenactment. Though uh, we don't see a lot of civil war reenactment right now because I think a big concern is that we're may we're not. By the way, headed towards another civil war. But darn it, sometimes it sure does feel like it. Be nice, be reasonable, use restraint, a pen and tongue, and listen to or write one joke or one piece of comedy a day, and you will be okay. Um, oh, I, uh, I'm going by tomorrow. This is kind of exciting to me. This is exciting to me. I will be picking up the keys to JP's Comedy Club. Our good friend Jim Perry is launching a comedy club, a comedy club. Uh, in the uh, East Valley, in the Gilbert area, JP's Comedy Club, and we are a big part of it. We are partnered with him. We will have keys to it. We'll be running workshops, all kinds of workshops, fun workshops, stand-up comedy workshops, improv workshops, sketch workshops, workshops for kids. We're going to have it all. going to have it all for you guys. Uh, working out the logistics and details as we work through the pandemic situation, uh, what is allowed, what is not allowed, and what is safe and what is not safe. We're gonna, uh, we're going to, uh, we're gonna be uh, absolutely safe with all this. But we are planning for the future, and I think that is the important thing. I think a lot of the people that you see in the streets today, justifiably, feel that they have no future. Everyone has a future. You just have to plan for it. You just have to plan for it. So we are planning for the future. We're planning for a future. When all of us will be able to get together in nightclubs, we'll all be able to get together with family on holidays, get together in nightclubs, get together in stadiums, get together in arenas, and we'll all be able to get together again. And of course, all get together on a freeway, cursing one another as we see a speed limit saying 70 miles an hour, and we're only able to do five. Uh, Don Shell's telling us that Keith Hernandez, a uh, famous, uh, legendary, uh, not only uh, St. Louis Cardinal, but New York Met, was a San and a Stooges fan. Uh, also used to smoke in the uh, uh, smoke in the uh, dugout. That was back in the days where ball players you go out there and play and go back in the dugout and have a cigarette. He was also uh, featured hilariously on a on some Seinfeld episodes. Kevin Brown says I may volunteer to be the next Lincoln, but I'm not volunteering for the hanging scene. <laughs> okay, uh, we don't want you to volunteer for any of that, Kev. We would just want you to keep telling the hilarious jokes that you're telling. And being on the Zoom shows and live shows, 
that we produce and that others produce that you add to greatly, greatly. Uh, pretty excited tonight. Tonight, uh, I'm doing class four of my beginning stand-up comedy class. Did a free intro Tuesday night where someone got uh, so excited. Two things happened. One person, about 20 minutes in, sent me a private message on Zoom going, this doesn't look like anything I'm interested in paying money for. Fair enough. That's why we do a free intro. Someone else then wrote me and go, can I join now? I know that there's only two classes in this session. Can I do class four and five and then do class one, two, and three next session? And I said, yes, they can. And you can too. If you're interested in joining a stand-up comedy workshop, you don't have to wait. Because sometimes when you wait, it's far too late. You can join. Uh, all you have to do is go to ComedySchools.com, pay and register by clicking the beginning class button. And you'll receive a Zoom code for tonight's class at 6 p.m. Mountain Standard Time, Arizona time. All right? And you'll be good to go. You'll be good to go. What do you know? What do you know, man? We're already, um, you know, it's not too late. Uh, let's get to the music, okay? Unless you guys want to talk about bobbleheads more. But um, or the Three Stooges, okay? Um, there's a lot of information out there about the Stooges. Uh, things didn't go well. The Mo had a drinking problem. Uh, Curly uh, uh, died uh, early. Uh, I, don't, I don't really remember what happened to Larry. I'm not really well-versed. In the personal life of the Stooges, there was a movie made about them. Uh, they did start out as, with a guy named Ted Healy. I've seen some Ted Healy movies. Uh, they were wise to peel off from Ted. Ted was not funny and knew it. He just wanted to be in show business. Uh, but uh, otherwise than that, here, you know, here, here. the brothers and the friend of the brothers, Mo, Larry, and Curly. It's just fun to look at them, isn't it? That there is, uh, and that there's people out there. These all came from Harris. So Harris Casino, and uh, I don't know if these were given out, were sold at the, uh, they must have been sold at the gift shop, at the gift shop at the uh, Harris in Vegas, or Tahoe, Reno, or one of the other properties they own. But uh, Harris was the one that officially put out the Three Stooges bobbleheads. Now, I have some friends who have done comedy at a lot of Harris, and uh, maybe they could fill in. Let's get to the music, shall we? I've got a couple of good things to share with you here. One, I'm going to share a guy with you that uh, you are not, maybe some of you might be familiar with, some of you that are watching right now, but some of you may not be. And uh, here we got a young-looking cowboy fella, pretty boy. There we go, cowboy hat, long hair. That's right, one of the long-haired rednecks, one of the long-haired rednecks of the late 60s, early 70s. That is a picture of none other than the legendary Graham Parsons. Graham Parsons was a wonderful singer-songwriter, okay, who joined the birds and helped move the birds towards a country rock sound with the album Sweetheart of the Rodeo, okay, but also was a founding member of the Flying Burrito Brothers, which were one of the most influential bands of the early 70s, one of the most influential bands of the early 70s and really kind of launching the uh, country rock, soft country uh, era uh, uh, wing of music uh, great songs on here. First off, I'm a big Graham Parsons fan. Okay, and he was quite a character too. Uh, but th th there's some beautiful songs on here uh, that I would recommend. If I was going to recommend to you something that might make you want to listen to uh, Graham Parsons, I'm looking here. Uh, uh, that's all it took. Great song by Graham Parsons. You want to YouTube that. Um, Let's see, uh, Hearts of Fire, uh, $1,000 Wedding, all these are good. Oh, here, here's what you want to listen to by Graham Parsons. Okay, here's what you want to listen to by Graham Parsons. 
you want to go to YouTube and put in Love Hurts Graham Parsons. Okay? And it is a duet that he does with Emmy Lou Harris, a young, new, bright, soon to be shining star, the incredible Emmy Lou Harris. How good is Emmy Lou Harris? Emmy Lou Harris could sing a technical manual and it would sound beautiful. She is stunning. Every song she does, she makes her own. She's one of those artists. She started out her career where they teamed her up with Graham Parson and they did a stunningly beautiful version of Love Hurts. Now, a lot of you know the song Love Hurts by the overwrought yet fun version done by a band called Nazareth. Love Hurts! This is a much softer uh, version. This was written by um, a guy named, I, th- I want to say Bear Boudreaux wrote uh, Love Hurts. Uh, and it was originally recorded by Roy Arbinson. It was a Roy Arbinson tune. Later on, Graham Parsons, Emmy Lou Harris, and then, uh, of course, Nazareth, other people as well. But that's kind of uh, 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 the genesis of it. It was uh, written uh, for Roy Arbinson. He sang it beautiful. I don't know how big of a hit it was for him. Uh, but if you want to hear something wonderful, you want to listen to that. Graham Parsons, Farm the this is, this is all of his solo work on this particular album. Um, I don't know what, uh, Paul Whitney's asking me here, uh, which one, Michael Hayes, Terry Gordy, or Buddy Roberts. I don't know what you're asking me here, Paul. I'll answer if you clarify. So I'm highly recommending Graham Parsons, great singer, great songwriter, died young. He became best friends with none other than Keith Richards. Here's a kid playing sort of country, and he, he played country music, like Dwight Yoakam. So many people who love rock and rock and roll Love Dwight Yoakam. Dwight Yoakam, and they say, what is it you're doing different? And Dwight Yoakam goes, nothing. I'm playing what I like. I'm playing what I call hillbilly music. It's hillbilly music. It's as much as the energy. Because Dwight Yoakam became a star working bars in Hollywood in the San Fernando Valley. Graham Parson was a California boy, too, doing country music. Influenced so many people. They said that the first couple of Flying Burrito Brothers albums only sold 50,000 copies and that the 50,000 people that bought them, they were all musicians. And they helped shape a type of music for the next 20 years or so or even longer. So you really want to check out Graham Parsons. He uh, was a friend with Keith Richards. Uh, he liked to uh, drink and dance all night. And after all, he just liked to drink all night. Heavy drinker, heavy drugger, uh, and died uh, far too early from a drug overdose. Um, a lot of people said in the end he was more interested in being a rock star than he was being a musician, and he loved hanging out with uh, uh, he loved hanging out with uh, Keith Richards. And uh, Keith has buried many a good man. If ever in your life, even now at his advanced age, you are able to somehow fall into Keith Richards' circle and hang out with Keith, and Keith goes, "Oh, you like you want Do not drink with Keith Richards. You will not live. People who drink with Keith Richards do not live. Graham Parsons did not live. But you certainly want to check out his music, especially the incredible duet of Love Hurts with Emmy Lou Harris. All right, recommending that. What time have I got here? You know what, I'm going to kind of wrap up today because the, uh, the next group of musicians, I, I really uh, the next record I really want to give some time to and I'll get a little more information on Graham Parsons for you. So what do we cover today? We covered that the NBA is coming back. I love that, but I would have, I would have uh, respect them either way. I love the fact that uh, so many other of the uh, major league sports franchises were joining in in the uh, uh, in boycotting a, a certain amount of games. Uh, I love that. I love that they'll all be playing. 
Uh, I hope no other reason is given for any of them or any of us to have to second guess moving forward again. All right. I mean, I, you know, it makes sense that the basketball players are playing. It just makes sense that the ball players are playing. Uh, I'm a comic. Okay. I live, eat, and breathe the world of jokes and funny and humor. Okay. I teach it. I write it. I do it. I love it. I listen to it. I enjoy it. I'm a fan. All right. Uh, there are days when it's tough to write, but what I found is a joke a day keeps the blues away. All right, a joke a day. That, that was that was the big question was um, by that a lot of the NBA players had was by playing were they offering an escape from the problems? And you know what? I can't answer for them, but I will say this: oftentimes, no matter what the problem is, you need to step away from it from a brief period of time. There is a reason why when American soldiers are fighting overseas, there is an Armed Forces Entertainment Network. There are, uh, and a lot of my good friends have traveled around the world. They've, they've done comedy on aircraft carriers out in the middle of the ocean. They've done them in the deserts of Kuwait. Comics came over. And those young men and women who are either in harm's way or prepared to be in harm's way at any time appreciate it oh so very much because it gives them just the little break they need from what they have to and must think about and be engaged in all the time and that's how I'm looking at sports it's not pulling me away from my commitment to do what I feel has to be done to move the country forward just my little bitty piece of the corner that I keep sweeping clean okay sports doesn't keep me away from it but it gives my brain just enough rest to go back and to re-engage with a lot of vigor and a lot of energy. And I hope this show does that for you, too. I don't know. I hope this show does that for you, too. Hello, champ. How are you? Uh, good seeing you. I'm going to wrap it up for today. I will be back tomorrow at 2 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. After that, I'm going to get tickets to a brand-new comedy club in the East Valley uh, in the Phoenix, Arizona, called uh, J.P.'s Comedy Club. More on that in the coming weeks. You're going to love it. Live shows and social media shows coming your way on a weekly basis from J.P.'s Comedy Club. Courtesy of yours truly. The show for today, you've been watching Living on a Thin Line. Bye-bye.